bit of a different start to this podcast. I need you guys to suggest some intro music because I'm sure that you're sick and tired of hearing my voice first up on every single podcast. In saying that, episode 11 of the Australian Athletic Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Today, we have myself, Mickey, and we have a combat strength coach, Reese. How are we? And then finally, we have a longtime AAC athlete, Taylor Bednars. How you going? Very, very well. I think he's been nervous about his second podcast that he's ever done. First one with Nick Hughes. He said there was a little bit rusty on your part. Yeah. I'm sure Nick enjoyed himself. He's a very articulate man yep. and that you looked after him. In saying that, Taylor, you've been with us now for a couple of years. What first got you into MMA and what first got you into training? Uh, ultimately, I played soccer since I was about five, six years of age. Played all the way up to the age of 17. Um, you know, I love soccer, uh, but I, playing it that long, I just started to get a little bit bored of it. Started to get a bit bored and eventually my parents, my mum and dad both were like, okay, well, you want to start playing soccer, well, you need to do something. And I was kind of just like, okay, well, I watched the UFC, maybe it'd be something fun to try and see what it's like. And eventually went to my first, my first class was an MMA class and I started to pick it up really quick. I felt, I felt like I started to pick it up really quick off the bat. Mm-hmm. And from there, it just came to, you know, a couple more classes, enjoying it a lot more and eventually came to the uh, realization that I may want to compete, but I knew that wasn't going to be like straight away yeah. it, there was going to be a um, couple of hurdles to overcome and to get to get to that goal alright so sp- uh, soccer was your first sport that you were involved in yeah how soon did you get involved in that and what I guess got you into soccer in the first place can't really remember <laughs> were you that young yeah I was pretty young yeah age yep. of yeah age of five yeah so yep. I think it was just I think most kids when they pick their first sport for the first time they just kick a soccer ball or yep. they kick a football for the first time for me it was actually seeing my cousin play soccer yep that's what that's what I remember seeing my cousin play soccer and then I was just like okay I want to do that your parents are fairly competitive well I guess in the past they've been fairly competitive bodybuilders was soccer for you something that you were aspiring to play at a high level or was it something that you just kept on oh, I just want to play with my mates I just want to play for my club what was I guess the drive behind soccer in the start it was just for fun and then as I started, you know, hitting my teens and stuff like that, it started to, uh, the aspiration started to go towards, yeah, seeing how far I can take it, yeah. see how, you know, how high a level I can start playing. And then eventually when I started getting to around 17, I didn't think it was really going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And did you know, did MMA like fall into your laps or uh, into your lap or was it, uh, you discovered it and then you went to test the waters and if so, where did you go first? I think I had an idea when I wanted to stop playing soccer, I wanted to do it. Yeah. I had an interest in it because I, I watched it on TV with dad. I was very interested in it and I just wanted to do something different. Playing soccer, I was very aggressive and I would get fouled a lot. <laughs> so I thought, okay, you know what? Maybe I need to go away from the team sport and go into something that's on my, my, my own thing. Yeah, you know, in an in, in individual sport. How did you find the transition from a team sport to a solo sport? Fine. Yeah. No, there was no difficulty or anything like that. And even though MMA and and competing in combat sports is, it's it's is an individual sport. In a way, it's kind of I find it a team sport as well because you've still got all that yeah, you still got all that yeah. support behind you. I have my teammates with me, and they're helping me get ready 
to go in there. I was actually myself. speaking with uh, Daniel Kirk on the previous podcast, and he said even in team sports, let's say AFL club, for example, each individual player has their own little support network, whether it be their own physio, then they might go see outside, their own SSC coach, their own psychologist. Their friends and family, mum and dad, they always have their own support network. So no matter what you go for, you're always surrounded by a team. You can't do things by yourself. Exactly right. And then I'm in there with one other person who's trying to take my head off. I've got the ref in there, of course, as well. But then I've got my corner, my coaches, and then I've got the crowd, all my friends, all my family, all my teammates in the crowd. And that's that's my team. That's my support. What uh, MMA or mixed martial arts gym did you go to first? Just Trinity MMA. Trinity straight away? Just Trinity MMA, yep. yep. And why? I've been to, if I may ask, why? Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I just <laughs> I just searched up on Google, <laughs> mixed martial arts, South Australia. Yep. And uh, came across a couple of gyms, but I looked on um, Trinity's website and it looked very professional. I looked, they had a, they had a YouTube video as well. I think one or two YouTube videos and uh, Nick was talking about the class. I think it was a, a wrestling class. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he was just going through all the movements and stuff like that. And Nick sounded so, so smart. Like, again, so articulate, so intelligent. He's a knowledgeable dude. Yeah, exactly. And like, he really, it really looked like he understood what he was talking about. And I just gravitated towards that. How was the first class? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At first, it was a mixed martial arts class. I remember walking through the door, looking at all these people. I had no idea what was going on, and then Nick came up to me to shake my hand and introduce himself. I stepped on the mats with my shoes, <laughs> oh, no. and then it was <laughs> uh, no shoes on the mat. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but apart from that, uh, yeah, we got along very well. He yep. um, really eased me into it and didn't force me into anything and just kind of let me figure out if I wanted to you know uh, get into the um, drilling and stuff like that mm-hmm. I remember the first first competitive sort of type of drilling we did was um, double legs off the cage attacking and defending and he said you don't have to do it if you don't want to and I was like no no I'll give it a go yeah. and yeah the rest is history that competitive spirit I guess did you walk out knowing god I can't wait to go back yeah yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I walked out and I was like, I'm definitely coming back. That was good fun. This, I feel like it's something I needed. Like, again, being so aggressive in soccer, getting fouled all the time, I was allowed to let my... You this know, was your avenue of releasing some steam, yeah. but in a very structured and disciplined manner. Yeah. People, I'm sure when the first time they see combat sports, think that it's just mindless boxing, bar boxing, meatheads just yeah. trying to fight each other. There's an, there's an art to it. Yeah. That's it. And it's like, again, like most people think, oh, fighters, like they're angry people, they're aggressive people. I'm the nicest person you will ever meet. I'm yeah. the most chilled bloke you will ever meet. Yeah. But again, that's just, and uh, it's just an avenue for me to let out my aggression. It's a release. And it's your competitive nature to want to better yourself, but also take on other people to yeah. see where you stack up against yeah. the competition. I enjoy competing. I enjoy competing. I enjoy testing myself against other people in the same discipline and proving that I'm better than them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How much of that do you think is not so much being better than someone else, but improving yourself? Yeah, a lot of it too, yeah. Because I'm, I'm always striving to better myself. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's in mixed martial arts, uh, in, my, in my work, 
or as a person. Yeah. I'm always striving to improve myself and better myself and uh, not become a better person, but yeah, just... Constantly striving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, constantly striving better. for something. So it's not so much about being better than, you know, whoever you're going up against, but it's about being a better version of yourself. I enjoy being... Oh, I do want to, <laughs> I do want to, I do want to show that I'm better than them. But of I do course. Like, but yeah, I am striving to um, always, you know, improve my skill set yeah. and show that I'm improving. And there's no better way than being better than someone by choking them out or punching them in the face. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, it's like a soccer as well, or any sport for that matter. You don't just play soccer and train it and never play a game in your life. You actually play against other teams, play against other players to find out, am I actually any good? Or am I <laughs> yeah. getting any better? Yeah. And unfortunately, in this circumstance, or fortunately maybe for some, you have to get punched in the face to do so majority of the time. Yeah. But hey, it brings out, it shows how much character you've got about yeah. yourself and how much balls you got to step in the cage. Yeah, it definitely showed me that there's another side to myself that I didn't know was there. We, we've seen what I look like when I walk out and when I look back on it and I see these photos, I see these clips, I'm, I tell people I just don't feel like that's me. That's a completely different person that you never get to bring Do you out. remember any like anything during your fights that you've had so far? I remember the, oh, the energy and my thought process and the focus. And then sometimes in the fights, like my, my first fight, I couldn't remember what happened. <laughs> I couldn't remember what happened. I got out to the back and I was like, that was awesome, but I couldn't remember what happened. <laughs> and then I look back on the footage and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's right. But as you get uh, as you get more and more fights, you, you sort of start to pick up yep. and remember things from the, the fights. Not all of it, but little, little bits. Do you think that just comes from being more relaxed? Like you've been in this position before. More so relaxed, more of, experience. You yeah. kind of know what the atmosphere is going to be like, that feeling for sure. Open yourself up to it. Yeah, more. exactly. That's it. Um, the first time that I saw, sorry, Reese. Yeah. The first time that you walked out for your debut fight, I believe it yep. was. Yep. I didn't realize how much I could actually give a shit about someone <laughs> as they're walking out <laughs> to the cage and also be so excited and nervous at the same time. Yeah. Uh, having those pre-fights before yours come up and then actually seeing you walk out, it was different when you know the person in the ring or the cage. And they're potentially about to get hit. You yeah. love the fact that they're going to hit someone, yeah. but you don't want to see him get hit. That protective instinct in you goes, no, don't let him uh, lose, but don't let him get hurt whatsoever. Yeah. It was exciting. Yeah. And every time that you step into the ring, we absolutely get around it. Like Just because man, we care about the amount of effort that you put into yourself because you do want to see it pay off. It is fun to watch. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate you guys coming along and supporting me as well, as always. But again, it is very different, like I said before, when you're watching the UFC or you're watching fights live and you don't know the two people in there getting punched and taking the damage. You know, you're just cheering and looking to see who's going to come out on top. Yeah. And then when you actually know the person and you've built a relationship with them, it's very, very different. You're so emotionally invested yeah. in that person. You just yeah. want to watch them do the best. And I felt the exact same thing. I, I watched, you know, obviously I watched the UFC and I watched two people go at it that I don't know and I don't have any emotional ties to them, but then I'm training with my teammates. I'm helping them out and... You know the ups and downs yeah, that they've gone through yeah, to get yeah, where they are. Exactly, and then I watch them in there. I feel the exact same thing you guys feel. If you weren't doing, I guess, combat sport, what would you be doing? Probably bodybuilding. Bodybuilding? Yeah, bodybuilding or um, competing in like some sort of yeah, f- physique or something like that, physique comp- competitions. Yeah. And obviously that's just from my, my parents' background in bodybuilding, so yeah. Do you see you ever pursuing that down the track? Uh, not at this point. 
No. Not at this point. I mean, it's never come across my mind. That's something I was maybe striving for as well when I was playing soccer, when I started lifting weights and stuff like that. Yeah. But then I kind of found mixed martial arts uh, and it kind of just faded away from there. Yeah. Maybe one day, never say never, say never but not any point. How do you, oh, we've seen you obviously go through ups and downs with uh, performances indicate. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with the aftermath, I guess, especially in the initial 24, 48 hours? After a loss. It's easy celebrating. How do you deal with it after a loss? Uh, my first loss, uh, which was my second kickboxing fight on Knees of Fury. Uh, I don't know. I Well, for, for me in that fight, I felt like... I felt like I, even though I took the loss, I was very pleased. I was very happy because it was. A, I thought it was a good fight. And I thought it was a fight that I might have edged and won. Um... Unfortunately, no, the judges gave it to the my opponent. But that was my second fight, and the fellow, my opponent that I fought, he had a lot of fights before me. And on paper, I feel like he really should have hurt me and finished me within the first round. And for me to go all three rounds to the distance and get to the judges, and even especially um, heard him a couple of times, I was very proud of myself for that. So, I mean, uh, it sucks losing. You, you're obviously disappointed, but um, I was happy that I performed how I did. Mm-hmm. But after my most recent loss, which was back in February, that was very hard for me um, because I worked so hard. I felt the best I'd ever felt. Everything was working out very well in, in, the, in the moment. I just slipped up and made one mistake and uh, it got me in a choke and I just had to tap. Right after was very emotional because... I don't know. I didn't. I couldn't remember what happened. Uh, and I, lucky enough, I had you know my support team behind me that tell me you know what happened and how I can improve. But apart from that, uh, what I've realised is nobody cares if you lose. Nobody cares if you win. Nobody cares if you lose. They're still gonna treat. They're still gonna love you no matter what and support you no matter what. And hey, if someone doesn't and they treat you differently just because you lost, then there's no point having that person in your life. That's a really good attitude to have. Um, A lot of people that probably don't know combat sports so well might think that losing a fight or getting beat up is the hardest thing about the sport. But what do you reckon is the hardest thing about the sport? Or what do you reckon is the biggest struggle for people that compete in MMA? Uh, is it like the day-to-day training? Is it that like motivation? Is it eating? Like, what do you reckon is actually the maybe hardest thing in the sport? For myself, uh, it's probably the preparation. For a fight? Yeah, yeah, for the fight. And then the eating as well. Because we all know, we all know <laughs> I love my food. All right? We, I love my bad food. I'm just, um, I'm just anticipating the day that you rock up and say, Mickey, I'm ready to fight heavyweight. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Yes, I love my KFC, my McDonald's, <laughs> and all the bad foods. Um, that is, it's quite, it's it's quite a challenge, um, but it's not anything I'm not used to. Because when I've got that motivation to make a weight and then get in there and compete, it it, it helps it helps me get along. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the preparation as well is very tough. Yeah. You know, I'm going up against these guys in the gym, my teammates who are just straight killers. And they're, they're pushing me to the limits, you know, helping me prepare, but making sure I'm prime prepped and ready to get yeah. in there. How long do you give yourself a full training camp? Uh, for me, I like eight weeks. 
it's it, it's very different for some people. Some people, I think, um, some people, some people might like twelve. Some people might like six, and then people like eight. I I prefer eight. We've talked about weight cutting and water cutting here beforehand. How many kilos do you like to remain within, like your actual fighting weight? Like when I'm walking around. So in the off season, like let's call it the off season yeah, okay. in this case, yeah, yeah. when you're walking around, just normally, how far of a weight cut do you like to do within? I guess that eight weeks or even beforehand. Uh, I probably like to walk around about eighty three. Mm-hmm. And you compete that, at uh, seventy seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So eighty three, I, I preferably like to walk around. Probably nowhere near that at the moment. Yeah. But I'm on my way getting back down there. Yeah. Yeah. And. That's the struggle with cutting way too much weight. So you're cutting at least under 10%. If you're having to lose 20% of your body weight leading up to a fight in a space of 12 weeks, you're going to be struggling. You're going to be struggling yeah. for energy. You're going to be uh, you're going to be weaker than what you would naturally be if you could just get used to sitting at a closer body weight to what your actual fight weight is. Do you do much water cutting as you go in to prepare for the fight? For my first two fights I did, uh, just like water loading and stuff like that, uh, got down, I think I can lose about four or five kilos of water by water loading. I've never u- I've never had to use the sauna. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember for my second fight when I had to get down to 72, that was, yeah, that was, that was, that was hard. Mm-hmm. Lucky I had the water loading there and I could have used the sauna if I needed to, but lucky enough I didn't. Yep. Um, so... <clears throat> probably most people listening to this are used to like sports like football and soccer where they have an off season a pre-season and an in-season uh, MMA and combat sports are so different you don't really have an, an off, like a pre-season or an off-season or do you what's your training load like outside of a fight camp so if you don't have a competition so technically your off-season what's that look like for you just trying to be uh, just trying to keep consistent yeah um yeah, just trying to keep training, keep, you know, try to keep a healthy eating and a good weight, but right after a fight, it's kind of hard when you've missed out on all the things that are, the, all, all the uh, foods that are, make you happy and stuff like that. <laughs> so yeah, I can get a bit beefy when I'm not getting ready for a fight, but otherwise I like to keep my training consistent as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and learning at the same time, developing and improving my skill set. It's kind of hard though when not like not only yourself but other teammates have fights coming because coming up as well because you're always in a fight camp uh but like back-to-back fight camps are very yeah hard because again you're helping not only you you're not helping yourself get ready you're helping someone else get ready which again is, is another great thing you know but when you don't have a fight camp that's when you use that time to develop and sometimes you might not get a lot of that sometimes yeah so yeah do you like to so you say develop um, obviously mixed martial arts is different martial arts rolled into one yep. do you like to focus on a specific part of it do you like to focus on all of it does that change depending how you feel or where you're at uh, at the moment I, well I do separate classes so yep. I'll do you know I'll do a striking class one week I'll do a jiu-jitsu class or a grappling class um, and then you know you've got your MMA classes uh, at the moment even during striking and jiu-jitsu I still like to think as an MMA fighter or an MMA competitor, because um, that's what I am. So if I'm rolling in jiu-jitsu, my pure jiu-jitsu isn't great, but then I'm thinking, okay, when I'm rolling, 
uh, I'll get a cross wrist or something like that. So if I had him up against the cage, I cross wrist him, oh, I could punch him from here or I could land damage. Well, obviously, that's not what I'm going to do in a grappling class because it's not, it's not, a, it's not an MMA <laughs> yeah, class. It's it's grappling, but I like to think what I would do yeah. in those moments if it was in the cage and MMA competition. Yeah, we're well, touching on that. Um, so for anyone out there that's watched the UFC, you always hear fighters coming in with a striking background or this guy's a jiu-jitsu black belt. Like everyone's always got a background that came into martial arts. But you started a complete blank slate. You didn't really have any prior experience in a field. Do you reckon that's helped? I, Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, just starting out in the MMA class, I just kind of got the idea of what it was all about straight you got, away. You got that. it all rolled into one yeah. rather than coming in with some preconceived Yeah, exactly. Or... Exactly. So... You know, I wasn't like boxing heavy or anything yeah. like that. I wasn't grappling heavy. It was just straight off the bat, everything. Just yeah. striking, grappling, and trying to transition both. Yeah, so yeah. rather having like a preference, you come in with all of it. Exactly. And heaps of people ask me, do you like to stand? Do you like to get on the ground? And I don't mind either. You like to do all yeah. of it? Yeah, exactly. How do you mentally prepare yourself for a fight? How do you mentally prepare yourself to bring out that alter ego, whoever he may be? How do you get him out and get that fire lit oh, it just happens to be honest when I'm when I'm there it's for, for me I think it's when I get my hands wrapped I sit there I listen to my music I listen to the music that I like to listen to which gets me fired up um, once I get my hands wrapped you, you realise it's real yep. you realise this is where I am this is this this is happening this is what I've trained for, for eight weeks or you know for however many years I've been doing it and then all of a sudden for me once the hand wraps are on, the, the switch flips. I hear my walkout music, and from there, it's just a complete change. Have you ever had a moment where you got, in a sense, stage fright walking out to any of your fights, or that you felt that nervousness hit you? My second fight against the opponent with a lot more fights than me, it was probably the worst. I, did, I didn't get stage fright. It was just very nerve-wracking for me. Yeah. It was my first fight without shin guards or headgear either against a guy who had a lot more experience than me yeah but it didn't face me I just walked out and did my thing so because that's coming from someone that got nervous before a non-contact sport game <laughs> yeah. so the way that you guys prepare yourselves I envy that just watching it and then actually getting yourself in the ring and yeah. going at it and it's not hard I, I don't find it hard to walk out either and compete because I've spent eight weeks again with straight killers in the gym going through hard rounds, hard training every single day. I know at the end of the day, I've put in the work and I haven't left a stone unturned. If I can say that to myself, there's no reason as to why I can't walk out there. Yeah. Now you also do personal training as an occupation. Yep. How do you balance that with your own training? Just finding the time. Finding the time. Making the time. So I like to, I like to train twice a day. I like to train in the morning and I like to train at night the morning training is on my own accord um so really yeah it's just it's all about balance yeah so really just working you know i like getting i've got a couple of clients in the morning i've got a couple of classes in the morning so really it's get up get that done take my clients take my classes right after that train myself yeah yeah so you make sure that you find enough time in the day to do both exactly so anyone that says they don't have time it's just really finding the time and making the time irrelevant of, yeah. I'm sure you get up some early hours in the morning yeah. too. Yeah, that's it. And sometimes I feel like that's all my life is work and training, but I'm okay with that. 
I'm happy with that. <laughs> when you talk about life balance, though, it rise in waves. There's never an equilibrium. It goes on a bit of a spectrum where you're going to focus more on one. Let's say as you're leading up to a training camp or as you're leading up to a fight, your training is going to take that priority. Yep. It might back off a little bit where you can focus a little bit more on your career, your work, your family. It's never really at 50-50 and it doesn't need to be necessarily in order for you to be happy. You just need to know what you want to focus on during that time. You can commit time to both, but what you can commit in that might be 75, 25, yep. whatever it may be. Yeah, and exactly. It's like my f- fight week for all my fights, I've taken, I think, Wednesday to the fight off just so I can use that time to focus on what I'm about to do on the weekend. Yeah. So I'm not having any of those distractions or anything like that. Um, also, you know, cutting a bit of weight can make me a bit uh, bit cranky sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, hangry is what yeah, they, yeah, yeah, a bit hangry sometimes. Uh, so I like to take Wednesday the Saturday off and just use that time to relax and prepare myself for what's about to happen on the weekend. I'm sure that everyone is also wondering what's next for the career of uh, Taylor? At the moment, uh, for the rest of this year, I'm just focused on training and developing my skill set, getting better. Um, once it hits next year, uh, I'm not 100% sure. I, I'd definitely like to compete again, but at this point, I'm just focusing on training and improving myself. And no no, no, doubt, no doubt about it, you will see me in the cage again. MMA or something else? Anything. Anything? Yeah. Kickboxing, boxing, MMA, grappling, you're a competitive by nature. Yeah. Just like to keep active. Yep, 100%. Um, do you have any advice out there for someone that would want to start getting into MMA? Young kid, older adult that's always seen it but been too shy. Just people that have been interested in MMA. but That's usually one of the hardest things, just walking through the doors. Yeah. Once you do that, it's cream cheese from there. <laughs> so what would your advice be? Just get in. Yep, just find a gym it. and just Just jump in. into it. Yep. Just jump into it. Yeah. Fuck. For- Find a good team, find good coaches, just jump right into it. That's that's exactly what I did. How old, uh, well, I guess if a parent's looking to take their kids and get them involved in some mixed martial arts, how young do kids, can, how young can they start? Not 100% on the age, but you know, as like as young as you like. Trinity I, runs a kid class, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do, yeah. yeah, so. I think martial arts is great for kids. I mean, I didn't obviously do martial arts when I was a kid but I think it just teaches discipline and yeah I think it's great for them it teaches them how to use their own body weight and get used to contact yeah and I think we've become very very protective about make sure kids don't get hurt or they lose or whatever it may be they need to be exposed to that in a sense not that they have to fail every single day but they have to learn how to accept failure and try to make themselves better and they also need to learn how to be very active at the same time and I think that that helps them grow as you know as, as a person Fantastic, Taylor. No, man, it's been an absolute pleasure to get a few insights into the, I guess, life of Taylor, where you've been, where you're heading, and it's going to be a very exciting few years ahead. We've already had you here for now, what's getting close to three years at AAC. Since 2019. Since 2019. Yeah, June 2019. No, yeah, June 2019, I'm pretty sure. When you realise that you were here before Reese. Yeah, that tells you plenty. Yeah, wow. <laughs> no, nah, Taylor, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. And I'm sure that everyone at home is going to be ready and waiting to see what you do next 2022. Bring it on. Thank you very much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed having a chat with you guys, as always. Uh, if you guys got any benefit from it, please give it a five-star review. 
and make sure to share it on the socials. Until next time, thanks, Taylor. Thank you very much. Thank you, brother.